You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's WWE Main Event After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's WWE Main Event After Show. And we're going to have the, the music blasting. <laughs> this is the song that's in everyone's head over the last week. And why not? Ryan right. it um, on Monday with this song. We're starting with this one. Guys, we're brought to you by Bing. Bing is for doing. And we are doing another WWE main event after buzz for you. Welcome, everybody. I am professional wrestling's voice of choice, Christian Rosenberg, holding down the fort. We're on that WrestleMania hangover now. But as always, n- not alone at this. I got my man directly across from me, Mr. Cameron Cash. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. I'm wearing my $1,000 100% silk shirt. Did you got I'm a Ross dress for less? No, no man. I'm what kidding. are you talking about? What's <laughs> up with that jab right away? Oh, we're starting right where we left yeah. off. I love it. Right where we left off. And uh, dun, dun. Oh, that she already turned off the song. Hey, it's in like the top twenty in the UK. It's in like top hundred American downloaded. Um, but we're like I said on the hangover from a tremendous WrestleMania weekend. We had a blast at the John Lovitz Comedy Club. Over two hundred people came out there with us, watched the shows with us, and our predictions. All of us overall did did pretty well. You, sir, out of the nine matches, got six out of nine. It's all right. That's it's a like- solid score. Well done. I think it's b- b- above a 60%. That, that is. <laughs> Yours truly pulled off 7 out of 9. I was satisfied with that overall. But at this point, ladies and gentlemen, coming down the aisle with an incredible 8 out of 9 <laughs> predictions. Correct. Your new AfterBuzz prediction heavyweight champion... Kiori Takei! I can't believe this! She shocked the world! <laughs> she One of the biggest of upsets in the history of wrestling! Why is it an upset? Why? It. Because you got more than us. Congratulations, <laughs> Mr. Key. Welcome, champ. How are you? I'm good. You guys, I do have one thing. What is that? These here... Oh, you guys... Must wear these next episode as the champ. This is this? my oh god request. No. You there do realize is. we want people to watch the show. <laughs> there is this a thong or is this a, no? This is Re- a bra. You, have you not seen one of these before? <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Rosie, don't think about it, man. Of course, I've seen one of these. Many of them. I can't get over the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so next week we have to wear these. Is just, what you're saying. Is what the champ is saying. There's just no tweet us way. and let us know if you want there's them to no wear these. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> it will be the least viewed there, there episode go, of all time. All right. Well, that's that's one of the champ's demands. Well, you got that title for a little while until the next pay per view, where one of us can try to claim it. <laughs> she is the world champion of this show. 
<laughs> the world of heavyweight the champion of the three of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it means a lot to me. Come on, guys. Actually, right. she did compete. We should be clear. She did compete with the Raw host, too. Well, at, at the show, we all like did our predictions. We kept the same ones that we did on our show. But yeah, when it was all said and done, I actually came down to me versus Corey in the main event where I took Rock and she took Cena. And lo and behold, John Cena became the new WWE champion. And Mr. K over there became our first uh, predictions world heavyweight champion of wow. this room. Uh, <laughs> so kicking off WWE main event for the week of April 10th, hailing from Boston, Massachusetts, my stomping grounds. We are there in that house this week. And we kick things off. We got Michael Cole and JBL on commentary, which always makes me happy because JBL, as I've said many times, is far and away the best commentator in du- that WWE has got. So the more I get of him, the better. I gotta say, he was great tonight. Way better than the Miz. He he called it the way it, the way it should be. You know, he, he talks about Tensai, he talks about his past, his career in NJPW, everything. This guy is perfect for the role. It was great, and uh, as you as you preluded, we kick things off with tons of funk heading down uh-huh. to the ring. So at first you're thinking, all right, we're gonna start things off with some fun tag team action. Sounds good to me. But then we hear Kofi's music. Kofi Kingston is joining them, and we're going to have ourselves a six-man tag team match. So then for me, the first thought in my mind was, all right, six-man tag match. The three of them are taking on 3MB. Should be a fun little Mm -hmm. opening match. But no. Nope. All of a sudden, we got the shield on main event. A nice little treat, if if you ask me. I was very excited. Yeah, that was really cool. Getting, you know, to see the three of them. You know, wrestle. So down comes Ambrose, Rollins, and Reigns. Just, just the three of them just standing there is just the Funkadactyls were running for their lives. Like anytime they were somewhat near them, because it's just they have just that intimidating, you know, presence. In fact, oh, go ahead. I don't know if you're about to say it, but right within the first few minutes, Naomi and Cameron actually go back to the locker room. Yeah, I was, I was just going to be Mm -hmm. that. You know, know, they, they, Michael Cole mentioned on commentary that the Funkadactyls. Um, um, were asked to leave the ring area. So we didn't really get a camera shot. We don't know if the ref asked or if maybe Brodus told him to leave or if they just left on their own. But then say, just like a couple minutes in, uh, Naomi and Cameron, th- they got the hell out of there because they're, you know, they're afraid of these guys. And why not? These guys have been on an absolute tear. They pull off the victory at WrestleMania, which shocked I mean, we all predicted, but to a lot of people, it was kind of a surprise to them, seeing that they defeated three former WWE champions, and then, you know, then all of a sudden they tried to attack The Undertaker on Raw, so, I mean, they've been on an absolute tear. Yeah. Yeah, who's going to break the streak? Yeah, they're on a little streak of their own. (laughs) It's true. So, you know, the um, the match starts with, um, you know, Kofi and Ambrose kind of doing a little exchange there, and... It doesn't it doesn't really take long though before um, Seth Rollins counters out of a of an attack between the tons of funk and all of a sudden the shield just goes on their typical onslaught where you know their strength and numbers just quick tags just flew in motion mm-hmm. and they're you know they're just pounding sweet tea as he's now called Mr. Lord Tensai. What in the blue hell sweet tea? Sweet this tea. guy is like sounds like an iced tea so- soft drink. I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's kind. Of, it's really sad. You know that Tensai in Japanese means genius. So he went from genius. To he went. Oh, really? I did not know that. Lord sweet genius. He went from genius to sweet tea. Sweet tea. Okay. And as I was kind of saying before, JBL was quoted. A, sorry, let me take this gum out first. 
Really? Oh, you're whoa, screwing whoa, up. Whoa, that's what's screwing me up. Boo this man. Whoa. That's what's screwing me Why up. Why were you chewing gum? There. Yeah, you deserve that. Hey, I wanted to have a fresh breath for good old Kaori here, okay? He nasty gum next to me. I'm sitting next to him. Oh. Cameron, Cameron, hey, Cameron. Cameron's got to have fresh breath when he sits with a lady. So anyway, <laughs> hey, it's the truth. It's the truth, damn it. <laughs> Let me just quote JBL here. Tensai was the only foreigner to win the New Japan Cup twice. Maybe as Sweet Tea, he's found his footing. That's the saddest story I've ever heard in my life, because it's the truth. Went from New Japan being a dominant force there. He was also a tag team champion with a guy known as Carla Machine Gun Anderson, and now he's a dancer Sweet with tea. Brodus Clay. Sweet Tea. Hey, I, li- I like the two of them as a team. I think they could be a fun team. Eventually, maybe they can build their way up to a tag team title shot. Well, no, they're, they're definitely a fun team, but I don't feel like I'm taking them too seriously. But well, they're, they're 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 meant they're that's a team meant to entertain the kids. But however, I would like to see more of the Funkadactyls um, as a woman, yeah. like Cameron, especially Naomi. I would like to see more of her as a diva. But I, I I think now that WrestleMania is coming gone, I really think they're going to start to move the two of them up into more matches as well, which would be fantastic. Yeah, there actually no female. There's no diva at WrestleMania this year. I thought that was pitiful. If I was a diva, I would go protest in front of Stanford. And it was going to be tons of fun. And lose your job? Hey, if they all protest <laughs> together, they can't fire all the divas. They can't fire all of them. Look at your face. <laughs> they can't fire all of them. Yes, they can. No. <laughs> yes, they can. Anyway, um, Roman Reigns, it's a nice Samoan drop on Sweet Tea, and that leads to a you know, commercial <laughs> break. Now, that, hey, that's what they call them. <laughs> Um, we come back from the commercial, and the onslaught is continuing. Um, but eventually, Sweet Tea powers out of it, gets the hot tag to Kofi, who just flies through mm-hmm. the air with the greatest of ease. I mean, the beautiful springboard clothesline hits a boom drop, hits flying crossbody. Kofi is such a beautiful wrestler. Yeah, he is. But it just, he just seems so yesterday to me. He, it, I feel like his time has come and gone. He reminds me of Carlito. He reminds me of Shelton Benjamin. I just don't know what he's doing there anymore. Are you saying, like, if today, if Shelton Benjamin was in a WWE, you wouldn't be entertained by that? Not really. Not if there's not some storyline behind it. He's got well, well, to be involved in something. Well, yeah, obviously being involved in some type of angle helps tremendously. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, just you know, see the pure athleticism of what a guy like Kofi Kingston can do. And to the credit, they gave this match the time, even though it looked like it was a primarily dominant match by the Shield, it stretched out. They had a commercial break in between, so they gave it a good length. Kofi got some moves in. Um, eventually, during this, Ambrose counters Kofi when he goes for the SOS. It's a clothesline. And then the quick tag to Seth Rollins, who literally like bolts to the other turnbuckle, climbs up, hits that flying knee, which looks vicious. They said it right on the money. And... Goes, gets the pinfall, and Wally's covering. Brodus tries to come in to break it up. Spear by Roman Reigns and the Shield victorious on their main event debut. But of course, in typical Shield fashion, they were not done. Yet. Oh no, no, nope, not no. at all. They were not done. I mean, Sweet Tea was still all beat up. They, you know, Kofi gets thrown to the outside, and then you know the beatdown on Brodus and Sweet Tea end up. Triple power bombing both members of Tons and Funk. Both of those guys are over three hundred pounds. That's a that's a lot of funk you're power bombing. That's and, right. And and you you brought up a good point. The look on Brodus Clay's face 
He looked totally out yeah, of it. King, King Koopa was dazed. And, th- <laughs> and that is a great way of selling a beatdown from guys that are supposed to be dominant. I mean, here's a big dude, Brodus Clay, who it looks like they've just completely wiped him out. I mean, he is like he had like his eyes rolling on the back of his head when he was up for the power bomb, let alone when he got crashed down to the mat. And the shield with their with their signature pose and a great presence on main event. And it shows like and it proves mm-hmm. like, hey, they can show up anywhere. Yeah, it's the truth. I find Shield kind of weird, though. I mean, with their whole attire, they look like something out of SWAT. I don't know what's in those pouches. Is it is it a uh, bubble gum? Are there bananas in there? Well, what's they, inside you, well, those they'll pouches? need to give you another piece of gum, uh, you know, after the show because you just wasted yours. You know. Well, I, I don't know why SWAT <laughs> people would have gum. That fell flat, Rosie. <laughs> They're not all winners, but eh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, um, so we opened up. I'm, I'm still just staring at this for some reason. Uh, you know, that looks like the attire for Biggie Langston. Well, we'll get to him in a minute. <laughs> it does. He, 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 might, he might need it to add to his uh, wrestling attire. But yeah, The Shield versus Tons of Funk and Kofi Kingston. Um, what is our star rating for that one, Corey? Let's start with you. Uh, I would give this one a two and a half, just right in the middle. Decent, reasonable. There was a couple moves that were cool. There was that power bomb. The triple, triple power, power bomb. bomb? Triple power bomb, yes. That was cool. Twice, yeah. And I thought it was funny when I think it was Tensai, he did like a somersault into the guy at the corner. I thought that was oh, yeah that's, yeah. that's one of the moves that Tensai is bringing out now. You know, just, <laughs> yeah, just like a running somersault while the guy's sitting in the corner. I like that. Corner. It was so simple, but I'm like, I can do that. It's, well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a simple move, but when it's done by a big guy, right. it looks painful. I think it's called yeah. the rolling senton. It's something along those lines, I right, believe. Right. I don't know. He might come up with his own little you know, name for it now that he's going with the Sweet Tea character. Um, but yeah, so two and a half out of two you. Two and a half. Cameron, what about you? I don't know what's going on, Corey, but you're, you're getting, becoming a very tough creator, I've got to say. I'm going to give this one three stars. I thought it was a very solid match, very entertaining. I was really uh, flabbergasted by uh, Shield's uh, in-ring ability. Uh, they were just uh, amazing. Huh. I too <laughs> will give it three stars. Hmm. Um, I I like the fact that you know they still kind of put over that Tons of Funk is a legitimate tag team, and that Kofi Kingston can can do moves that no one else can. Yes. But at the same time, they showed the camaraderie and the dominant factor that the Shield is. They provided all of it. It was a good length match. There, I mean, a lot of the you know a lot of the spots looked well done and. In the end, you had the dominant team look dominant. I thought they played it out very well. We also saw the recap of them coming on Raw and interrupting Undertaker's uh, Interrupting Undertaker, yep. And then uh, Team Hell No running down to make the save, which to me, I know, yeah, we were talking about it um, while we were watching it just now. I mean, to me... That makes perfect sense to set up a tag title match. Right. You brought up a good point that they're probably going to be doing a Freebirds thing if they win those tag titles. Let them do Freebird rule, man. Any two of them could defend the tag titles just to show the solidarity again. I would, yeah. I would love it. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time since we've had a team do that. Yeah, there's uh, one of the commentators, I forgot which one said it, he mentioned that the Shield, what they, he likes about them is that there's no egos involved and that they're all they're a all, real team. They're yeah, no, they're like, all, yeah, no egos, all working for the same cause. That's something that I really like. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's truth. Oh, uh, yeah, moving on from that, we get one of 
I mean, a recap from Raw, but not just any recap. This is like arguably one of the greatest moments in Raw in a long time based on the crowd reaction, the sudden impact. And that was, of course, when Dolph Ziggler cashed in his money in the bank on Raw after Del Rio had a hard-fought match, a handicap match, actually, against Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter. And Ziggler cashed in, won the World Heavyweight title, and you you could see when he was walking down the mm-hmm. aisle, based on the crowd reaction, he's doing everything in his power not to show any emotion. And and come on, in a situation like that, how hard does that have to be? Oh gosh, right. I was tearing up watching it. I was so excited when his music hit. I, I've watched it back like five times, and and it's amazing how much of a factor crowds take part in in situation oh, in certain yeah. moments, and the crowd. I mean, that crowd was like the greatest raw crowd of all time. I mean, we can, I think we can all kind of agree with that, <laughs> with all the chants and things they were doing throughout the show. But that moment where they were just like, we're going to see history be made. And then there was the chance where it looked like Del Rio was actually going to pull it out, the cross breaker, but like, you know, that brilliant counter by Ziggler. And then, and then what I loved was the fact that AJ and Big E, you know, they hopped into the ring as soon as the three count happened. But they stayed in the back because right, like right. this is Ziggler's moment that he's been waiting for and has deserved for a long mm-hmm. time. And you know we're gonna wait until he acknowledges us. Let him pose with the belt. Let him do a celebration. We're just gonna stand in the back. We're not gonna run and hug him or you know tackle him to the ground or anything like that. And I thought it was a tremendous moment. I mean, honestly, one of my it's probably one of my all time favorite Raw moments. Nice. Uh, I mean, it was just, I mean, I love things like that, especially when you've watched a guy who literally went from being a guy's caddy to world heavyweight champion. It was quite a beautiful moment. I wasn't too surprised about it because I kind of already felt it coming. I mean, you, you could sense it a little, yeah, but. We, we kind of felt that it was going to come during WrestleMania, and now the whole big jokey is WrestleMania and all of that was the six hour pre show, and the real WrestleMania was Monday Night Raw because it was such a fantastic show with that amazing crowd. So, yeah, it was a great moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't get enough of that. that th- those are the moments that the wrestlers live for. Those are the moments yes. as diehard fans like us that we live to watch. And it was awesome. i got to say, though, I wish he didn't roar. I wish he didn't roar. And as we continue, we're going about to talk about Big E and his roar. He won the heavyweight championship. That was a big moment. He's entitled to scream if he wanted to. Shawn Michaels didn't roar, and that was a beautiful moment. I like the roar. Yeah. Really? Yes. Well, I have more to say about that roar. Uh, right. well, we we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get there in a little bit. But all of a sudden, you know, we go back on main event. Interesting. Um, we go back on main event, and Matt Stryker's backstage, and he's saying, you know, please welcome this time the man who cashed in the money in the bank and the new world heavyweight champion, Dolph Ziggler. It was like, we're going to get a promo from Ziggler in main event. And out comes Biggie Langston instead. Yeah, he tricked you. He, he definitely tricked me. I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. Whoa, he... You got me, Biggie. <laughs> but Biggie was by himself, which is the first we've seen. And, you know, Biggie says, you know, the new champ doesn't have time for you. He's busy, you know, in, you know, being interviewed by all these mm-hmm. things and sponsorships and getting steak dinners with his girlfriend. <laughs> but I'm here so you can interview me. So far, I'm enjoying this, Biggie. Yes. I'm liking this. Honestly, so fa- I so thought- far. So far. I didn't even like it. At that far, mm. I did, it just didn't sound believable to me. Mm. I'm here. You should interview me, and I was like, well, how, just, "What's not believable about it? He's he is the only one there." I guess it's just the way he and said he could it. snap striker like a twig. 
I liked it. I like it. So then Matt Striker asked him, what was, this li- what was it like to make your in-ring debut at the grandest stage of them all, WrestleMania? And then what the hell was that? I still liked it. No. Yes. <laughs> no. I mean, all of a sudden he's like, oh, well, it was stupendous. It was phenomenal. It was everything <laughs> I've dreamed of. But he was just making that voice being sarcastic and like a big, big tough like, guy uh, like that should not try to change his voice. It was like an elongated middle finger pretty much. No, but but I mean, <laughs> but I mean if if Biggie like if you asked Biggie that question and then Biggie responded to you like this was like what do you want me to say? That it was stupendous? That it was everything I dreamed of? That's an intimidating guy. Well, Biggie, he's different than all the other wrestlers. And, you know, with my psychological background in psychology... <laughs> Please uh, break it down, Cameron. I do have a degree in human complex systems. <laughs> when, I, uh, when I looked at Biggie's Twitter account, I saw some crazy stuff, guys. This is what he said. I once wished to join Siegfried and Roy in their world-famous act. Several years later, I learned the value of not getting what you want in life. This is so it does. He wants to play with white tigers. So it makes perfect sense to me for him to uh, talk with funky voices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but he, but then he finally clears up the voice and he's like, "Yeah, I remember losing, <laughs> but I also remember the next night on Raw, winning my Raw debut match and Dolph winning the World Heavyweight Championship, and I'm going to remember my match that's happening right now." And he leaves. It's like, "Oh, all right." And all of a sudden, we come back to the ring, and Biggie comes out with his NXT music. He doesn't come out to Ziggler's music first time, because on Raw, he came out to Ziggler's music. We got his own music. He's got his own little Titan Tron. And he got his beautiful tights. Show, show it on the camera. Oh, yeah. The, that, this, <laughs> this was part of his outfit, I guess. The same colors. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, you know, he, he, and he's out again on his own. There's no Ziggler. There's no AJ. So they're playing it up that Ziggler's out busy celebrating still. Then Biggie's on his own. So curious to see what he'll do by himself. And his opponent for the evening, Long Island IZ, Zack Ryder. And, woo, woo, woo. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. And this was, to me, nearly a perfect example of a squash match. Biggie, literally the first move in a match, Biggie just like grabs him, gives him a back body drop. No running, no nothing. Like you, ra- you rarely see that. Dominant belly to belly suplex. Ryder starts coming back. He gets the knees up in the corner, which I don't mind him hitting that. Then he hit the second rope, um, drop kick off the second rope, which took Biggie off his feet. I wish that did not happen. That was the one part in this match. I wish that he went up for it and Biggie either steps out of the way or pushes him out of the way. Because um, other than that, this was the definition of what a squash match should be. Of just a guy looking fierce and like you, you, nobody <laughs> should step to this guy. And eventually, you know, Biggie hits um, the big ending on Zack Ryder. This match was maybe at best two minutes long. Uh-huh. And Biggie gets to win, but I absolutely love this match because what, dude? This is <laughs> this was not I a match. Too. But that's the beauty. This this was getting the guy over. Like back many years ago, when you watch, you know, like WWF superstars, you know, like the late eighties, early nineties, be an hour long show, be five matches. Only one of them would have two guys against each other that you've heard of. Everything else was 
guy against jobber or tag team against jobber tag team just to really make that guy put the spotlight on him, make him look aggressive, make him look tough, make him so whoever that guy's feuding with is just like, well, this guy's going to be in for it. And they pretty much, I mean, Zack Ryder, obviously he is a name and stuff, but they treated it like it was one of those superstar mm-hmm. matches. And those are the type of matches that guys like Big E could really use to elevate them right now. If Big E's going to have a 150-0 streak like Goldberg, I'm I don't not see the saying point that. Well, he already lost his first match. He Again, lost that so I don't see the point of this. I don't see the point. <laughs> he of lost him a tag match. He wasn't pinned, super though. squash matches. Oh, I, I see it, right. and I love it. I mean, and that, and that's why this match got three and a half stars out of me. What? Wow. I, I, this You're is, out of your mind, Rosie. <laughs> out of your mind. He for the, you for the, Rosie. That's that's all right. <laughs> hey, he goes by C Rosie V O C. No, that's right. That, yeah, that's my Twitter. We'll say it again at the Just end of the plug, show. Man. Just plug. I got two plugs in one Just show. Stop. Nice. Thanks, Cameron. What I appreciate I it. What can I say? Thanks, LA Expo. He looks out for uh, you. <laughs> It's right. It's true. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you know, for what this match was supposed to be, this match was supposed to make Biggie look dominant, and that's exactly what it did. Um, and I mean, if if he if he didn't get if he didn't lo- leave his feet from that drop kick, then this match would have been a four for me. Wow. I mean, yeah. I I loved I loved what how big I mean again get longer tights. Other than that, I loved how Biggie looked in this match and how dominant he looked. And I know you guys are probably going to give a score like half as much as mine. Um, okay, well, one, I like Biggie's tights. I think they fit him. Well, <laughs> I mean, if he can wear, if Ryback can wear those things, why can't Biggie? Rybacks oh. are longer. Yeah, they're longer. Rybacks are a little longer. Really? Yep. Did yeah. you guys? I think on, with Biggie's tights, they're more o- open near the uh, crotch <laughs> area. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're probably right. Maybe not that I'm looking in that area, but it's kind of just like in your face. And I like Biggie a lot, and I enjoyed the match because Biggie, but I just didn't like the match itself. I would lower it than the last match, and I would give it two. Just a two. People, I don't even remember the match. It goes mm-hmm. to show, uh, and I've seen it twice. I just broke See, it down I'm move after move. Yeah, and I forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. I, I, I'm with him. So uh, I'm going to give it my lowest rating ever here on WWE what? Main Event. I'm going to give it one-fourth a star. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth. Could you uh, just give it a zero? WrestleMania's no. over. Like, we got, like, a new wrestling year. No it's quarter truth. stars. One-fourth a star, folks. <laughs> one-fourth a star. God. And uh, one last thing. Uh, Big E, I got to mention the roar one more time. Because Big E did Oh, he that, did a roar, yeah. Because Big E does it, too. And he does it with a, a whole new fashion. Because he, he does his little chest thing, and he roars like a, like a gorilla, and then he roars again. <laughs> and, folks, let me just say something about the roar. It's, it, <laughs> Go ahead. it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Why is it pathetic? Because all the wrestlers are doing it now. Jack Swagger does it a little bit after this match. To me, wrestling is like playing a ukulele. I've never played a ukulele. It's a string instrument. It's a string instrument. But you just can't. you got to play the ukulele with pizzazz, with rhythm, with melody. You can't just bang it on the wall. That's the way this, this, uh, this roaring is to me. It's all noise. All noise. Uh. Wrestling is about having a mind. Having a mind for the business. That, you don't, you you don't, don't think they have a mind while they roar? I think they have a mind, but they're not, they don't have a smart mind. Because you could get a lot of heat or a lot of be, become a bigger fan favorite in much smarter ways than everybody doing a freaking roar. It doesn't bother you that much? That it it bothers you... me a hell of a lot. <laughs> just, just wait to, you know, if, if, one day, if one day Biggie 
like, you know, turns babyface, and he comes on that ring, and he pounds his chest and does that roar, when you get the camera shots of the crowd of the people doing the same exact thing. Because that's going to happen. And that's probably going to happen even before he turns babyface. Um, I mean, you, you, you wait and see. I mean, I could see maybe some people doing it that might not, but, I mean, it works for Big E. Brock Lesnar roars, too. And Brock Lesnar. Are you going to tell Brock Lesnar not to roar? Yes, I, I will. All right, good luck to you. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to hug afterward because I know he's a good person inside. <laughs> I bet Christian can roar because he looks just like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, because since I look just like Brock Lesnar, I'm sure I can roar too. Uh, we're you not going to do it today, but you know, maybe next time. You know, Maybe, maybe with the bikini that I'm oh, apparently yes, have to please. wear next week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll do a bikini and a roar. It will be great. Hey, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of whether or not you want us to actually... Go along with us and wear oh these things. Um, you can leave us comments by <laughs> oh, telling God. us that by going on to iTunes and subscribing to WWE Main Event. And, of course, giving us a five-star rating. We have all of our podcasts on there, as well as the other WWE After Buzz podcasts. Raw is there. SmackDown is there. Our WrestleMania podcast was there as well. And, of course, all the other great After Buzz shows. So, please like, um, subscribe, five-star ratings, and, of course... Tell your friends, tell everyone in the world that you know that might enjoy wrestling or might enjoy these people talking about wrestling, whether it's good or bad, you laugh, you cry, whatever, and, you know, watch us and subscribe and give us five stars. And, of course, also watch and leave comments on YouTube as well and share with friends on Twitter and Facebook and Friendster and yes. Tumblr. Friendster? Does uh, that still exist? I don't know. Classmates.com. Is that still around? <laughs> MySpace. MySpace. Um, you know, all of them. All of them. And even the ones that... Um, you're creating, you know, just, maybe you're creating one. Just a friend a day helps us keep playing. <laughs> just, I try to rhyme. Just one like friend that. a day, and we will grow. I know, I should do one of those, like, <laughs> sweet ads. <laughs> anyway, back back to Main Event. Well, we get a quick recap of, of, you know, Triple H and Brock Lesnar from WrestleMania. And, of course, they don't talk about They talk about Triple H's arm. They don't talk about the fact that apparently Triple H, while walking to the ring, suffered second-degree yep. burns. That looks right. painful. Oh, you saw the picture, sure. too? You saw the, the pi- photos, right? The photos of afterwards? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that looked super painful. And even, like... That's Stephen in the booth. As it was yeah. falling yeah. off of him. I'm just like, who's... Who designed that? Who engineered that who, prop to? Who didn't tell right him? Because he, no. No, yeah, because he normally you know dumps you know sure. bottled water on him, and like you were saying, you know because of the water on him, yeah, it, it stuck. It was yeah. Triple H's fault. But like someone should have told him, hey, you got dry ice coming at you. Um, stay away from the water on you this time. Yeah, I mean because. And but the fact, like, give credit where credit's due. He has second degree burns on his chest, and then still wrestles a twenty five minute match. I don't know how he did it. If I were him, though, I would have totally brushed that off because it just looked horrible on him as he came in the ring. I mean, I, I it just don't didn't know. look right. And I'm um, speaking of like all like there were a lot of injuries that happened at at WrestleMania. You yeah. had Triple H, Brock Lesnar, ninety seconds into the match was knocked down on his feet. Punk injured his knee, and we you know reminded of the Rock tearing his an abdomen. abdomen and a hernia. He ripped yeah, the, the pelvic muscle off his pelvic bone, something like that. Just horrendous. It's just like yeah, all these injuries that happen, and but all these guys still finish their matches, and like you know these were injuries that happened relatively early on mm-hmm. in their matches. I mean, you have to. It's, it's, it's crazy. WrestleMania. Even it, before going to the ring. Yeah, yeah. in Triple H's case, even before the match started. I mean, it's just crazy 
to think how much pain they were in while still was like, oh, well, I'm still in front of 80,000 people and millions of people watching and, and all those AfterBuzz guys watching at the John Lovitz Comedy Club. I got to put on a show for them. Well, you got to respect that they did it for the fans. Yeah, they did it because yeah, absolutely. If they just stopped, I mean, what what what's going to come of their career and like who's going to actually like exactly exactly? And the fact that they pulled it off was just mind blowing. And all of us watching at the time, like we're not really aware of any of this that happened until you know when we got home, we found out like on Raw the next night or 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 TMZ was the ones who reported about Triple H's burns. I mean, well, he actually tweeted the picture himself, Triple H. Okay, yeah. But it's why I love the WWE so much more than the other sports. Like with the NBA, you uh, you twist your finger the wrong way and you're out in the back in the locker room. It's just, it's uh... and now for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> or you got guys like right now that clinched their playoff spot and it's like, oh my ankle sore. I'm not going to play tonight. Where you know those people bought those tickets months in advance. True. To want to see him. Obviously, you know, there's always the possibility you know someone could get injured before the show happens. But in a case like that, really. Anyway, from that. Recap. Oh, we also find out that Triple H will be on SmackDown. Probably talk a little bit about his burns and his arm and everything like that. So we're going to tune in to SmackDown see what the game has to say and where he goes from here. I actually don't think he's going to talk about his burns. I don't think so. I think it'd be kind of, I mean... It's like uh, him talking about him peeing in his pants that, that uh, on Raw. Remember he had a huge stain on his pants? Oh, uh, I remember yes. that. I remember that. Yes. I mean, well, well, we'll see. I mean, this was something that he also tweeted. Like he, I don't think he tweeted about his pants. No, he actually admitted that he somewhere did. Did that he? he peed his pants. Yeah, really. Brock Lesnar does yeah. that to people. So. <laughs> Peeing your pants is the coolest. Honestly, I don't think he actually peed. I <laughs> Thank think you sweat. for the Billy Madison reference. Love it. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then from there we get a recap from all the fun activities that John Cena had to deal with on Monday Night yep. Raw. Um, with that crowd again, that crowd was just absolutely fantastic. Um, and we see the recap of Ryback. Um, from one hand, looked like he was saving Cena from Mark Henry, but then he goes and attacks Cena. And it's just like, wow, did Ryback turn heel? Because you couldn't tell from the crowd. Yeah, you can't. Right. Well, because they're excited. Well, yeah, they were nuts. Mm. I mean, again, that was like the, the first inductee to 2014 WWE Hall of Fame is that crowd from the IZOD Center at Monday Night <laughs> Raw. I mean, he's just out of this world. So it's, I'm really curious, where does this go from here? Because you had Booker T at the beginning of Raw announced that Rock's the number one contender and gets a rematch. But Mark Henry attacked Cena. But then Ryback attacked Cena. I mean, who's getting the title shot? Are we going to have a fatal four-way or a triple threat mm-hmm. or whatever? Oh, God, I hope it's not a fatal four-way because it's going to be fatal boring. You were you it's hated be a you fish. hated the Ryback Mark Henry match. I, I thought it was the second best match at and WrestleMania. And the majority yeah, of did. critics will have to agree with me. I know. I know it was in the minority who thought the Ryback Mark Henry match was uh, good. I thought it was good, but, but I I thought that match was planned very well. The finish was unique. The finish was unique and surprising. Mm-hmm. And, and credits to you, Rosie. You were actually quite correct on the way the match played the out. The only thing I was wrong about was I had Ryback winning. We all did. Then. We all had yeah, Ryback we all winning. Did. In fact, all of us, even the Raw crew in our predictions when we were there at the Love School, every one of us had Ryback win in that match. And he, he did still go back in and... Well, and that's why I loved it, because it's so... Mark Henry can brag that he beat Ryback at WrestleMania. Yeah. But Ryback can brag that he lifted the 400-plus pounder up and gave the show a shock. Both guys ended up getting over, which, every, in my mind, everybody wins. 
Um, yeah, it was, they both look dominant. It. it still catapults Mark Henry. The end of it, I was worried that a loss would hurt Ryback, but by him getting the shell shock at the end, it doesn't hurt him at all. Mm-hmm. Can I just say though the whole thing about Ryback going heel on Cena on Monday night? I didn't care for it. I felt like I could see it a mile away. And honestly, I really was hoping for RVD to come out. The whole Leffen show. What happened to the whole Leffen show? There were the talks because RVD was around WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, he was at the Hall of Fame. He was at the Hall of Fame. Um, he might have been backstage for either WrestleMania or Monday Night Raw. Who knows? I honestly just don't care about Ryback. I don't give a damn. It's like uh, it's like seeing uh, Batista again or uh, Rhino or Goldberg. Not really Goldberg, like a half version of Goldberg. I loved Rhino. I loved Rhino. I thought he was such an underrated wrestler. He's still, underrated an, under, wrestler, he's still yes. an underrated wrestler. I agree. He that just gore wasn't used, was vicious. He just wasn't used well. No. And, I mean, I think part of that was probably because he was so... Tough, but he was, he's not very tall. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to main event, because now all of a sudden we got the man that was the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. He's also appearing on main event today. All of a sudden, Jack Swagger, along with his little buddy Zeb Coulter, making their way to the ring. And Zeb's got a microphone. And this made no sense whatsoever. Um, you know, like, th- well, this part, like, when his opponent comes out, it made a little <laughs> bit of sense. But this area, because, you know, they're talking about being, you know, like, you know, true Americans. You're in Boston. You're in, like, you know, this, you know, like, Revolutionary War area here. And he's like, and we're here in the garden. You call this place the garden? I don't see any plants. I don't see any corn. Like, he's... You want to talk about digging to get a response from the crowd to make them boo you. I mean, this was just absurd. And then he goes on and he's like, and Paul Revere was a turncoat. Look up your history. And, you know, maybe there's something in the history. But I mean, I'm not a history buff by any means. There probably, there probably is something. He's probably right about something with Revere being a turncoat that I'm not aware of. But at the same time, it's like, really? You're going to Paul Revere to try to get boos out of this crowd. I mean, it's just like. You can do better than that. Uh, I I just found that bizarre. I am still baffled this storyline is still going. I thought it was going to end at WrestleMania. I really did. Well, he didn't talk about Alberto Del Rio. I mean, in that. In but that. still, the whole idea of this whole tea party kind of, uh, the, the gimmick that Zeb, of Zeb Coulter and Jack Swagger, the We The People, I thought that was going to end. Well, they, they just got the t-shirts out. This thing ain't going away. I mean, we'll see who he feuds with next because his opponent fits this bill. It is none other than the most <laughs> dominant force in the history of the WWE, Yoshi Tatsu. Well, you know, yeah. that culture went towards my territory in terms of uh, hating. Yeah, how did you feel about this? Because Well, you know, the moment I see Japan, I was like, yeah, go Japan, even though it was Yoshi Tatsu. Who I think is probably excellent outside of this I mean, match. He's, a, he's a solid wrestler. He's, he just not, doesn't get... Any time at all. It's, just a shame. it's a shame. My brothers it's met this shame. man, and he's, I hear he's such a nice, amazing person, human being. And the way they're treating him, I don't get it. He should be at least a mid carter, like he's not even a mid carter. That's the sad part. I mean, he, I mean, he should be, he should be on, in my opinion, he should be on TV as much as say Santino. Sure. Plus, you know, how many? I Japanese mean, I mean, it's, even if he loses a lot, that's fine. Still give him the TV time. Or Sankara, right. even. Right, right. right. I mean, yeah, even Sankara. So, yeah, Zeb, Zeb gets on the mic. He's like, I got, you know, I got some questions I need to ask you. What is your name? As in, like, you he know. says it very slowly, too. Yes, because it's not like Yoshitatsu's been in WWE for like five years. And <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm Yoshitatsu. 
And and the crowd pops like, yeah, Yoshi. I'm like, good. I'm glad he's getting a little bit of a response. Sure. Where are you from? Do you not see the flag on my <laughs> wrestling trunks? I'm, you know, I'm from Japan. Um, what did you eat for lunch? You know the. What did, he's like? Yeah. Really? He's like, you probably had rice and fish heads. I'm like, wow. Really? Yeah, he was disgusting, calm. deplorable. I was like, wow, that's 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 a little much, you know. Yeah, be, getting... be a star, Zeb. Be a star. Yeah, yeah. Zeb, that, that campaign is working well for him. Um, and then he's like, and what's with these chopsticks? I mean, why don't you use a fork? You can get more on it. See, Zeb sounded like an idiot there. Just total dumb, Dumbo. Dumbo McCloud is what I, I got to say. Dumbo McCloud. Dumbo McCloud. Can he change his name to Dumbo McCloud? Because I like that so that, much better. That should be his name, Dumbo McCloud. Because, because I have a lot of rice. I have had a lot of Persian food, Middle Eastern food, Lebanese, that kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> well, I don't have... Your rice is I don't than my eat rice. my rice <laughs> with a fork. I use a spoon. I don't know what planet Zeb Coulter's from, but if you want to get the most amount of rice, the amount of density on a f- instrument, you want a spoon. Okay, just specifically, Japanese rice is a lot stickier than your basmati rice, oh. so that's why we use chopsticks. And se- if you guys have a problem with Asians using chopsticks, then why do you guys go to Asian restaurants and ask for chopsticks? Hey, I like chopsticks. When Asians around you don't use chopsticks because it's more convenient to use a fork at times. That's all I'm saying. I just wish there was some, like, video footage after this of Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter going to, like, Panda Express or something. I know, right? And, you know, just... just Panda Express ain't real Chinese food, right? Really? Really? Yes. Okay. I thought orange chicken... (laughs) No? Oh, are you you being serious? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, Zeb Zeb then finishes up. He's like, you know, this is all in good fun. I actually respect you. Let me, you know, shake my hand. Sure. And we're thinking, okay, he's going to shake his hand, and then Swagger's going to strike him. But no, we get actually a fair handshake there. I was like, oh. I knew maybe, it was going to be a fair maybe handshake. Maybe Zeb is turning a new leaf. Maybe no. he was joking. I was like, oh, but now I know, I know, you know, Japanese, you do, you know, a ceremonial bow, you know, so you know, I bow to you in respect. And Yoshi bows back, and then boom, kick in the chest by Swagger. And this match is underway. I'm thinking this match is going to be similar to to the Big E match, just, you know, like a complete yeah. dominant squash. But it wasn't. Nope. I mean, it actually had a good length. Yoshi fought back. <laughs> um, you sound surprised. Well, I'm surprised that they let him get that much offense in, honestly. Oh, yeah, went through commercial. He got, he, he got a commercial break in it. <laughs> um, Swagger missed a uh, leg drop, which had Yoshi start coming back with some kicks. Hit a nice running elbow for a two count. Um, he even went up to the top rope for his finishing move, which is that top rope spinning heel kick. Like, he actually got a chance to perform his finishing move, which, I mean, you have to go, like, to the, like, you know, almanac, you know, like, the archives to see the last time he's actually hit his finishing move. He didn't hit it today, but he actually <laughs> went up and did it. And then Swagger goes from that to hit two Swagger bombs and locks in a Patriot lock, which, oddly enough, he never worked on the ankle that entire match. And then he hits the, and then puts in the Patriot lock in a match. Because I thought with the Swagger bombs, the fact that he hit two, he was just going to pin him since mm-hmm. he didn't work on the ankle. But then when we're to the ankle lock, Yoshi taps out. Swagger, victorious. Does he need to work on the ankle? Honestly, I think the Patriot lock is... Uh pretty fierce move i mean it is a fierce move but every time you've seen him use it he's worked on the leg and ankle so it's just like well kind of surprising that and and maybe that's putting out well you know yoshi is such a lower car guy doesn't even need to work on the ankle the guy's still going to tap out from it 
Can I just say, whenever I see that Patriot lock, it reminds me of good old Ken Shamrock. And Ken Shamrock has been going unheard for quite a while from uh, via the WWE because he's been actually been trying really hard to come back to the WWE, and they're just ignoring him. I don't get it. This guy was amazing back at WrestleMania 13, and uh, as he refed that match, or when he during his debut, or during all of his matches against Dan Severn, we haven't seen him come back. What year did that take place? 90s, like 96, 97, maybe like 98. You know that realm. Ken Shamrock's in like his late 40s, early 50s. The guy's probably had 9,000 concussions between wrestling and <laughs> UFC. I mean, the guy is not physically able to wrestle no, anymore. No, 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 no. This guy looks amazing. You should Google I'm sure. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he's still in phenomenal shape. He's, he's always still been in doing phenomenal MMA shape, fights. Which is a mistake. No. I mean, the guy should not be doing all that still. I mean, there comes a point when you get so many injuries, so many concussions. I don't care what sport you're in, UFC, wrestling, football, whatever. you got to stop so you can still, you know have an intelligent conversation with people. I just thought it would have been so amazing if Ken Shamrock could come out and take down Swagger and put the ankle lock on him. I mean, if anything, I could see Shamrock being like like a trainer or some, or like some type of manager for Swagger along with Coulter. Just build this whole group around Swagger at this point, maybe. That's the only thing I could see Ken Shamrock doing in the future, if that ever happens. But we shall see. But yeah, so Swagger victorious over Yoshitatsu. Uh, Cameron... You'd be the first one to rank this one. Well, I'm going to quote Watchtower Base here. All right. He was actually at... Uh, he was at the WrestleMania party. And uh, that was pretty awesome to see the man in person. He said this, uh, Yoshi went from NJPW training to not getting FaceTime. Lol. It's pretty much true. It's a sad story. I would give this match about a one and a half stars. One and a half. Corey. Uh, I would probably give this the best of the night for me. Okay. I would give it... A three. Did I give? Yeah, three. A three. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it two and a half. Part of me liked the fact that Yoshi got offense in, but part of me also didn't like it because mm-hmm. if Swagger was just in a heavyweight title match, and this guy has not been on TV in God knows how long, you should dominate him, and he really didn't. So, I mean, it, it made Yoshi look good, which, which I me, like. Which I yeah. like, but, but at the same time, it's just like, all right, what are you doing with Swagger? Now you give, you tell him it takes him 15 minutes to beat a guy who hasn't won a match on TV in years. That's right. So um, I was kind of really torn by that. But, yeah, so I'll, I'll stick with a two and a half, kind of just like even uh-huh. keel for that. And that is how main event ends this week. We had three entertaining matches overall, I thought. Um, and, of course, a recaps from WrestleMania and that phenomenal Monday Night Raw. And it's just really curious to see, okay, now WrestleMania time is officially over. Uh-huh. How, do, how do we go from here? So we're really curious to see what happens on SmackDown, on Raw next week, next week's main event. We're going to see, because now you're going to start to build up for uh, Extreme Rules is next, right? Right, right. So we're going to see what, what Rock happens is, with Cena. Rock is booked for that show. The Rock is supposed to be booked. The Rock's supposed to be the number one contender. Yeah, but he has a torn abdomen. Who knows how long that rehab's going to take? Yeah. He but, may not even wrestle again after uh, his. Who knows? I'll actually, done. yeah, real quick. Um, I'll 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 praise Ryan Club from the Raw crew. Yes, Ryan, I'm giving you credit for this. You can <laughs> stop complaining about it now. At Cluminator, I hope you're happy. Uh, he talked to me after, um, like after they did the Raw thing, and he brought up a good point: the fact that the Rock 
you know, doing all these other movies, they might put clause in this contract now saying, all right, well, you can't wrestle if you're going to do this movie. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, and it's a good point. I mean, you know, who knows? WrestleMania might end up being the last time we see The Rock wrestle. Rock's going to have a hard time finding insurance companies. No, oh, we'll wait and see. But, <laughs> but yeah, but, you know, we'll see what happens with Extreme Rules in the going up in the following weeks. But until then, Cameron Cash, how can people reach out to you? Folks, it was another amazing show here on Main Event. I am again wearing this amazing $1,000 shirt. You want to feel that silky smoothness? Smooth. Yeah, you be jealous, Rosie. You be jealous. And the pink bikini for you. <laughs> I don't know if I could wear this, guys. <laughs> I don't know. And anyway, you yeah, go ahead. Oh. oh, no. no plug, plug your stuff. You can follow me at good old LA Exposed, L-A-X-P-O-S-E-D. No E before the X. I love all of you guys, and I hope to see you on good old Twitter as well. Champ. Hey. What we got, Champ? Champ Champ says that you can follow me at (laughs) K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S. All right. Uh, For me, you can follow me at CROZVOC. I also am one of the hosts for AfterBuzz The Voice, which is on Monday nights, April 26th, theiwl.com. You can watch a live iPay-per-view that I do play-by-play commentary for. And I still have a couple Christian Rosenberg t-shirts left. If you want them, hit me up on Twitter. Um, That's all my plugs for today. On behalf of Cameron, the champ, Coord Takei, I am Christian Rosenberg. We will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.